morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are today is Thursday. It's May the 6th of 2021. No uh, Cinco de Mayo to celebrate today. Today, No may the 4th be with you. How are you feeling today? Uh, I'm a little bit tired. Did you celebrate some Cinco de Mayo? Um... Oh, I mean, oh I he did. No, I did He's not. He's looking down, guys. No, I did not. Why are you making that weird? Well. No, I didn't. We didn't even have, um, I had like a kind of a Mexican food lunch, but it was made at home. I didn't either. I didn't have a, a, a Taco Tuesday or whatever that's called. Yeah, it's tough to do Taco Tuesday I know, on, on a Wednesday, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you knew what I meant. I sure do. <laughs> so today, here's what you can celebrate today on May the 6th. You can celebrate the nurses. Yeah, for sure. It's National Nurses Day. And man, talk about the job they've had to do over the course of the last year. Mm -hmm. Like they have been rock stars. Mm -hmm. And our nurse friends, because we do have some nurse friends, you're like, man, you're tired. (laughs) No, for sure. Because of the stress they've had to go through. And Mm -hmm. in some cases with COVID, they've had to be the the family Mm -hmm. there and in the hardest times for, for people. So anyway, shout out to nurses today. We appreciate all the stuff you do on National Nurses Day. It's also National Beverage Day, which is a day Kelly is celebrating because she already has three drinks in front of her. <laughs> I celebrate that every day. Literally three different drinks and she rotates between them. It's true. So tell me what you have today so people don't think I'm making that okay. up. Okay. I have a Mountain Dew Rise, which these are my new favorite things, and they're supposed to be, quote, better for you. Of course than some. I have a, a problem with caffeine and carbonated beverages. Yeah. A lot of times when I'm thinking about trying to get something healthy, <laughs> I reach for a Mountain Dew. But it has, listen, it has... Two cup, it's equal to two cups of coffee, 5% juice, zero added sugar, zinc, vitamins A and C, antioxidants. And then I have okay. coffee because it's warm and sometimes it's cold in here. And sometimes you just need something warm yep. and it's in a thermos. Yes. And then I have my, thermos. I hate water. So this is my sparkling um, ice uh, coconut pineapple carbonated water. <laughs> Literally, I look over, there's three <laughs> drinks in front of her. Uh, today is also World Password Day, so think about your passwords. Maybe it's time to change your password. What's one of your passwords? Uh-huh, I knew you were going to do that. It's also <laughs> no homework day, no diet day as well, which uh, maybe that's a good one to celebrate. You yeah. want to celebrate yes. no diet today? Let's do that. Make Thursday better. Thanks for getting up. Let's do this thing all together. One big happy dysfunctional family. This is Arkansas's morning show. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1995 and John Michael Montgomery had the number one song in country music on this day. I could love you like that. I would make you my world. Move heaven and earth. If you were my girl, I will give you my heart. Be all that you I can love you like that. Now this one, this is a good one. I'd never make a promise I don't intend to keep. So when I say forever, forever's what I mean. I'm no Casanova, but I swear this much is true. I'll be holding nothing back. When it comes to you, you dream of love that's everlasting. Well, baby, open up your eyes. 
John Michael. I can love you like that. I would make you my world. Move heaven and earth. If you were my girl, I will give you my heart. Be all that you need. Show you your everything that's precious to me. If you give me a chance, I can love you like that. Number one in 1995. You want to I've got tenderness And I see through To the heart of you If you want a man Who understands You don't have to look very far I can love you Oh yeah I can, I can love you like that I would make you my world John Michael Montgomery, I Can Love You Like That. It was number one on this day in 1995. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, let's do Thursday together, y'all. Thanks for getting up and starting your day with us. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry, well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha gossip. Gotcha gossip on Jessica Alba. It's not Jessica Alba. I know, but Jessica is the founder and CEO of The Honest Company, which makes bath, body, baby, and cleaning products, yeah. supposedly without all of the chemicals that the other companies jam into them, right? Well, Jessica Alba's Honest Company went from a private corporation to public yesterday, meaning she's richer than ever before, earning her nine figures in the process of this. Wow. So this raised The Honest stock to $413 million, and Jessica owns more than $5.6 million shares. So their stock was valued at $23 per share, $23 per share as yeah. of closing yesterday so her shares are worth like 130 million shut up yeah are you serious in one day yeah the girl that played honey yeah. jessica alba uh-huh. making some major money moves man i'm gonna message her uh-huh. today <laughs> i am all right gotcha gossip on mark Wahlberg. you might remember him from marky mark and the funky bunch you know those good vibrations oh yeah All right, so we told you that Mark Wahlberg, who, uh, I mean, typically he's in really, really good shape, right? Like he could be a professional boxer or Mm -hmm. wrestler or something like that, UFC fighter. Like he's that ripped, and he's been that way for a long time. He's super dedicated, but at this point he's dedicated to a movie role, which he's had to gain 30 pounds for the movie role. I think I'd have turned down that role. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Anyway, the story is, is that Mark Wahlberg has gone to a personal trainer to figure out how to gain the weight healthily. Gotcha. Yeah. He wants to make sure he doesn't get, you know, too far overboard. And I don't know if you want to gain 30 pounds in six weeks, 
I'm not sure you can do that real healthy. Mm. But what they've done is they've developed a diet that's 7,000 calories a day. <laughs> it's three times more than the average American eats. He's eating 7,000 calories a day. Uh, the doctors are there trying to make sure that you know he's eating the Ooh. right amounts at the right times a day, nutrient timing and all that kind of stuff. He's eating eight meals per day. He wakes up at 3 a.m. to get his day started. So 7,000 calories a day. If you're sitting there and you feel like you're overeating a little bit, I mean, you ain't got nothing on wow. Mark Wahlberg. So there you go. Gotcha gossip on Danielle Fischel. So she's known for m- most for her role as Topanga on Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World. Mm-hmm. Um, but she celebrated her 40th birthday with a social media post that says she's excited and hopeful about her 40s. This is what she says. This is Danielle Fischel. She says, quote, I had a beautiful childhood, teenage years I still dream about. My 20s were insane and mostly miserable. And my 30s brought me lows and highs. But eventually I leveled out to a place of security. Security in who I am, what I believe, and with whom I I want to spend precious time. I couldn't be more grateful to enter my 40s with this amazing, with my amazing husband and son, excitedly expecting the arrival of baby boy number two. In her picture, she's got on this cute little dress with tennis shoes, showing off her baby bump, her baby bump. So not only is she pregnant, but she, it was her birthday. So, all right. Speaking of baby bumps, got your guys up on Sadie Robertson, you know, from Duck Dynasty. Mm -hmm. Here's a story on her. It looks like, uh, you know, she's pregnant. She's very pregnant. And now she is past due. Oh, man. Her due date has come and gone, and she has not had her baby just yet. Her caption says, waiting. This is Honey's due date has come and gone, and she's still snuggled up inside of me. I have to say waiting is hard. It's hard to be patient. It's hard to sit in the uncomfortable of, uh, in the uncomfortable of being almost to a miracle you're waiting for. So basically, she's saying that she is, uh, like most women in the final yeah. stages of pregnancy, miserable <laughs> but excited. Yeah. But going past the due date... Would that be awful? It happened to me. I went two weeks past my due date. Did you really? Yeah. And it was very miserable. I could hardly breathe. Were the last two weeks like really terrible? Yeah, I sounded like Darth Vader. All right. (laughs) Thank you very much. And of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we got you gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. We're just talking about, uh, you know, babies. Daniel Fischel from Boy Meets World is pregnant. And then there's Sadie Robertson, who is overdue, mm-hmm. past due on her child. Uh, Kelly mentioned that she was like Darth Vader whenever she was pregnant. Yes. Towards the end of it, I could hardly breathe. Real bad. Yeah. I was like, uh, <sighs> and then I was so like, I would get so hot because I had Kurt January 28th. So right. it was like really cold. I remember one day going outside and there was snow on the ground and I was so hot. I had to blow dry my hair. Mm-hmm. I was so hot. I was blow drying my hair outside in the snow <laughs> because it felt so good. Yeah. So pregnancy, I mean, like Leslie went through phases of it, right? Like yeah. she was um, at first super excited. Then she got miserable. Then right toward the end, she went into the, what do you call it? Nesting. Nesting. Where all of a sudden I came home and the whole garage had been cleaned. Right. Cleaning out like all the junk drawers and yeah. getting everything ready. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, right toward the end, it was pretty miserable mm-hmm. again. Uh, check out this story. There's a woman from uh, from Morocco. She's 25. Uh, she just welcomed some new kids. Aww. When I say kids, she had multiple. Um, let me tell you what she had. She went in thinking she was going to have seven kids. Oh. She had nine babies at once. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. C-section. <laughs> Oh, well, nine kids. She has five girls, four oh, boys. My, goodness. is that not crazy? Yes. And they say, I mean, I would think that would be so, so difficult, but they say the mom and the babies are doing just fine. I, I, so, wow. The ultrasound when she went in showed seven. 
It's like she's a dog. What would you have done? Oh, my gosh. You would have seen seven little heartbeats. I have no idea. (laughs) That would have been awesome. (laughs) That is crazy, though. Uh, She gave birth prematurely, 30 weeks, but is in stable condition, and all the kids are doing fine. Wow. That's a wild story. But a mother who has given birth to nine children. Take that, complainer. (laughs) No, yeah. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, welcome to the show. We appreciate you joining us this morning. May the 6th be with you. (laughs) Nice. That is a good one. Just so y'all know, last year at this time, he said, May the 4th, 5th, 6th be with you every single day for the whole month of May. Yeah. We're not going to do that this time. No, that is a good one. Hey, I was looking at some stats on the pandemic, right? Because we've all kind of, uh, we've been living this thing and it's been crazy. They found things that people have started to spend more money on and things that people are spending less money on based on the pandemic. Okay. Let's start with the things that people spend less money on now than they used to. Okay. Number one is clothes. Oh, uh, yes. You buy less? Yes. And if you buy clothes, you buy stuff that's comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> like my only thing I think I've purchased, I bought, I bought a couple of t-shirts, yeah. v-necks for like nothing. Mine would be tennis shoes. And then jeans. Yeah. But I mean, for the most part, like I haven't really changed my fashion mm-hmm. uh, this year. They say cosmetics. People are spending less money on cosmetics. Yeah, sure we are. Are you not? No. Because you just come here. Yeah. I guess you work all day, though, and you've kind of been in the public. Yeah. So, okay, cosmetics is something people spend less on. Of course, transportation. People don't spend as much uh, on transportation. There's so many less trips. Yeah. Like me and my wife were going, when's the last time we went to Nashville? We have family there, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, it was before the pandemic, and it was probably months before that. Right. Like, it's been a minute. Uh, we spend less money on entertainment these days and less money on alcohol, which is really funny because early in the pandemic – Alcohol was like, it spiked. Right, yeah. And that was one of the biggest expenses because people were trying to deal with their spouses. You were telling me kids. that um, that was one of your your things that you spent a lot of money on. Oh, gosh. If you only knew. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be living in Beverly Hills if it wasn't for that. Uh, the things that we're spending more money on are kind of interesting, too, right? We spend more money now on coffee. Oh, yeah. Understood. And a lot of times, just go get your coffee and, and now go back home and right. work from home. We spend more money on streaming services, mm-hmm. and we've done that. Yep. Like, we subscribed to something the other day, and it was one of those, hey, subscribe now, and you can cancel before the next the next billing cycle. Mm-hmm. We had 30 days <laughs> to cancel it, and we are so lazy that we didn't do it. Wow. I had to pay it again. I was fired is it $4.99? up. $4.99? No, this is the $14.99 oh. one. I was fired up about that. We spend more money on shipping and delivery, on tech products, and yeah. cell phone data. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess because why would the cell phone change? Why would that change? Uh, because you have to call people more, maybe, because you're not seeing people, I guess. Maybe I don't more know. FaceTimes yeah. and stuff like that. I don't know. But that's stuff that we're spending more on and stuff we're spending less on because of the pandemic. So, how much has it changed your life if you look back now? Are you that much different? Uh, yeah, I think so a little bit. Yeah, I don't think we've gotten back to normal at all. Yeah, I don't feel like we're back to normal, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I guess this, the streaming stuff is where we've spent more money. I would say streaming and maybe um, food. Oh, my gosh. Why? Yeah. I can't believe they didn't have that on there. Yeah, especially early in the pandemic yeah. when we were all just eating everything. Yes. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. There's a 28-year-old woman named Blair Witten from Barnesville, Minnesota, and she was arrested for getting the final piece of revenge on an ex-boyfriend. 
Well, her ex-boyfriend had passed away. And Blair drove to the cemetery in Fargo, North Dakota, and started speeding around to interrupt the funeral. Oh, my God. Her ex's father said they didn't want Blair at the funeral. And when she was driving her SUV around, she almost hit some people who tried to get her to leave. (laughs) That's not good. So the police came, and she was arrested for reckless endangerment. Well, speaking of interrupting a funeral, you should always wear your mask when you go to a cemetery during this pandemic. Right? Really? Because cemeteries have a lot of coffin. Oh, my goodness. No, I get it. And there's even more proof that that people are crazy. (laughs) Brandon Baxter in the morning. Here we go. It is Thursday morning, May the 6th. I wanted to get a hold of uh, our friend, the good doctor. You want to try to call the good doctor Shane Spites? Yeah. Let me see here. He's a good one. He is a good one. He's one of the good ones. He is Dr. Shane Spites. He is uh, the COVID expert, really, for the state of Arkansas. Wanted to kind of catch up with him this morning on what's going on. Yo. Yo, Dr. Spites, you're live on the radio. How are you this morning? How are you, sir? Man, we're trying to get our signals all together so we can have you on because, you know, today we're talking to much of the state of Arkansas and your information, your wisdom, your data is always important to us and we thank you for the time. Absolutely. Happy to do it. Appreciate you calling me. So Dr. Shane Spites, he's the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. In Jonesboro, he has become, you know, for us, he's the guy we turn to. And legitimately, like as we were going through the COVID battles and struggles with our family, first call, mm-hmm. the first text would be to Dr. Spites, like, hey, guide me through mm-hmm. this. And hey, so many people appreciate the work that you've done because, again, I mean, it seems like with the media, we see you all the time doing different things, trying to educate people on what's going on. I appreciate that. And and look, I, it's not lost on me. This is it's complicated. Yeah. I mean, you know, for a lot of people, you know, even, you know, what exactly is this virus? What does it do? You know, is it that big of a deal? Are we blowing this out of proportion? I mean, you know, haven't we seen this before? There's all these questions that really have cropped up during the pandemic. And um, I'm happy to be able to help and have to be able to have our medical school uh, at NYT be able to help on the education piece. You know, it's weird about it because you kind of mentioned we wondered if it was real. And I remember back in, I guess it was February or March of last year, where I'm like, oh, man, this is just like the cold it's or the flu. It's just going to be one of those deals that's mm-hmm. here and gone. And I think so many of us kind of were saying, ah, oh, it's just blown up and the government's trying to tell us this and all that. And then we started to yeah. see the real effects of it. And, and then all of a sudden you started seeing it affect people that you know and family members and it became really real. I don't know why we had to to not believe it at first to then see how bad it could be. You know, and that's interesting you say that because that's that's exactly as certainly as as a physician and a scientist, you know, um, in the community, we were sitting back, we saw this thing kind of happening over in China and kind of saw it, seeing it over there, and then all of a sudden, wow, what's what's going on over there in Europe? And wait a minute, it's in New York, and I had I have colleagues and, and friends in New York, and they're telling me all these stories and. It's almost like this wave was just heading our direction, and most people just kind of going on about their their daily lives, thinking, "Ah, eh, this will be okay, not a big deal." Right. Um, as we, we kind of watched it come, and, and so yeah, I think you're spot on. I don't know why that is, you know, because if the scientists are, are doing that, is it because well, people don't want to trust in the media? We want to believe that it's all blown up. Is it because we were in the middle of of all the stuff with a potential with the presidential election coming up? What do you think it is? So there is psychology behind that because because uh, you got to know from the, from the physician side we were just we were just perplexed we we were like okay why aren't people paying attention to this right when you when you dig deep into psychology number one 
Um, and there's, a, there's some old Latin phrases that actually talk about this. And that one of the phrases is, people prefer to be deceived. And that's kind of one of the, just, just in, a, in a nutshell, that's what it says. And basically, I'd rather hear the happy piece of it. So even, even if what you're telling me is not completely the truth, if it makes me feel better, I'm going to be more likely to believe that. Yeah. It's somebody, so I'm going to gravitate to everything's going to be fine. This is not that big a deal. Going to blow over in a month or so, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be more likely just as a human, I'm going to be more likely to navigate or kind of migrate to that kind of school of thought as opposed to, okay, you better take this seriously. This is a big deal. When you do this, 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 and this, you need to prepare for it. Because really, when you think about it, no one, I mean, very few people living now, certainly no one in um, in power or no one in an elected position was alive when our country went through this before, which had been World War II. Right. World War II was when the entire generation, the entire nation underwent this. Okay, there's rationing. You can only have so much sugar. Mm-hmm. You can have so much flour. You can't drive your vehicle. I mean, all of this it impacted really everybody. Um, it really hadn't been since then that the entire nation and each individual has been impacted. Yeah. And God's been crazy. Mm-hmm. So as mm-hmm. we look at it t- today, here we are. Uh, let's kind of timestamp this one. It's May the 6th of 2021. Uh, current numbers, are we seeing numbers continue to go down? Because it seems to me a lot of people are acting like they believe numbers are way, way down. And, and really, I mean, I guess everything's relative. You're right. Compared to, you know, December, January, you know, back in the fall and the winter, absolutely. We're averaging here in Arkansas, we're averaging about 200 cases a day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just kind of, you know, hit or miss. So that's kind of our baseline. I think you, um, you and I talked about this weeks ago and said, look, we're going to, we're going to come down in Arkansas and even in the country and we're going to hit a baseline. We call that baseline spread. Mm-hmm. You're going to continue to see cases, but it's not going to be at the level we saw over the winter and the fall. And so we're seeing these cases now at about 200 a day or so. Um, our testing numbers are really not where they should be. And I can talk about that in a second. Hospitalization numbers pretty flat, and even deaths for the most part, which are obviously the sad part of it for sure, those have kind of flattened off. When we look at the United States, the same thing is true. Here in the U.S., we average about forty-five to 50,000 cases a day, mm. and that's kind of our baseline. Really, most states, for the most part, all for about five states are seeing still kind of a gradual decline in number of cases as we go into the spring and the summer. Now, last year, as we went into the summer, we were kind of thinking, hey, the, the heating and all that stuff is going to help it. We learned last year that didn't uh, make much of a difference. But do you think this summer is going to be different because people are being more careful? Kids are going to be out of school. What do you think? What does make a difference? And we and this happened last year, which is hard to see. You said, well, we still saw an increase in cases. And we did, but it wouldn't have been near the number had the, had the, had the uh, um, environment been cooler. Here in the South, certainly, we enjoy the fact that we've got pretty nice weather outside. And mm. so you can have picnics, you can go outside, you can go on the lakes, you can go, I mean, all that kind of stuff. Really, the virus doesn't spread very well outside. It doesn't spread well at all outside. Um, it spreads best in confined spaces. It's specifically like offices or in, you know, conference rooms where there's not good airflow. Mm-hmm. That's really where the virus spreads best. And so that's why you see so many cases in the winter and in the falls because people are inside. So we'll still see cases this summer, and we may see a little, a little spike up and down here and there, but I don't expect a lot of cases this summer. I do expect we will see this come back in the fall. So we can expect that our cases will go back up in the fall and the winter. The question is really how severe it will be and what variant we will be seeing. Ooh, let's talk about that because it seems like you know a number of weeks ago we talked about variants and there were just a few of them. Are we truly seeing more yeah. variants? Like, hey, here's a New York variant. Here's a, this variant. Because I started right. to read some of that stuff. 
we're seeing lots of variants. And here's one of the problems, unfortunately, and it's not just a problem here in the state of Arkansas. It's a problem in the U.S. We're not really looking for them as much as we should because it takes a special technology to pick up an actual variant. Like you got to send them off for special testing. So just going into your doctor's office and getting a rapid COVID test, that's not going to pick up a variant. You're not going to pick up a variant that way. And so <clears throat> that's one of the things we're trying to really catch up to is the testing for the variants. So like here in the state of Arkansas, for example, we know we've got a, a good amount of the UK variant. We've also got a good amount of the California variant. We're also seeing some Brazilian variant, and we suspect others as well. But we're just not really able to pick up on it. So when you can't test for it and when you don't test for it, it's hard to know how much is really circulating in your area. Dr. Shane Spites on with us, talking to the state of Arkansas about uh, COVID in our state. Uh, one of the things I think I've noticed in the media over the last uh, probably two weeks or so is, I mean, our numbers in the U.S. have been terrible. We've seen tragedy. And I'm going to say it from the perspective of, like, I think a lot of people know, you know, we suffered loss in our family. We're still dealing with Leslie's grandmother, who's still recovering and, and just now able to to stand up for 20 seconds. That's, you know, so, but I mean, at the same point, I look at what what's happening in India. Uh, and just those oh, yeah. those numbers there and the fact they don't have the same medical care that we have in the United States. And, man, <clears throat> that's even more heartbreaking to see what's happening there. They're really um, – it's very heartbreaking. It's, it's I mean, they're on the verge of collapse from their infrastructure standpoint. <clears throat> they have shortages of oxygen, mm-hmm. hospital beds, I mean, really just basic medications. Um, and partly – and they felt like they were in a pretty good place because they had um, COVID cases – you know, back in the same time we did, they had COVID cases last year. And then they've just seen this, what we call exponential spread. They've seen this huge growth in the number of cases due to variants, but they also haven't had as many of their, much of their population vaccinated. So vaccines is what they're struggling for. You know, here in the U.S., sometimes we take for granted, actually many times we take for granted really how good we've got it. Yeah. You know, anybody that wants a vaccine that's, that's eligible now can get one. Um, and so, you know, they're in India, they're clamoring for these vaccines, you know, and that's true in other countries as well. Uh, Brazil's the same way. Brazil's having a heck of a time. Those two countries are kind of at the top of the list in terms of cases. And unfortunately, we're going to see the deaths come here in the, in the next few weeks after that. And that's not going to be good either. Let's talk vaccines because it's, um, I don't know why it's still kind of a hot button issue for some people. Uh, my wife, the other day, she had a friend who was on social media and, and basically Leslie said, I had to unfollow so-and-so. I'm like, why is she so sweet? And she's like, you know, she's so hardcore against the vaccine that it was almost such a turnoff. And Leslie's like, you know, we know that we lost Leslie's grandfather because of COVID. We're, we're going to take the vaccine just uh, in the hopes that we don't have to go through tragedy again or see anybody else have to go through it. Why do you think there are some right. people so much on the other side of anti-vax? You know, Brandon, that it, first of all, there's multiple layers to that. There really are. There's multiple layers. There are, you know, um, for the most part, people want to be educated and they want to know the truth and they want to know what's going on. But sometimes they just get pulled down a rabbit hole, so to speak. They get sucked into something on social media or sucked into something on the Internet. Some algorithm has now kind of put them into some area where really they're getting false information as opposed to good information. Right. And if they have a little inkling in the back of the mind, I'm just, you know, this, and, and look, I'll be honest with you. When this vaccine came out, it made me nervous. Right. But I did my homework. And then I called, of course, I, you know, I have the luxury of being able to pick up the phone and call PhD researchers, tell me about this, explain this to me, why does this work? And then looking up saying, gosh, we've been, we've been working on this technology since 1991. I mean, we've been, this is not something new. We've done, we've got animal studies on it. We've been doing studies on this kind of technology. 
Now, have we used it in a large vaccination setting? No. But it's not like this is brand new, like they just came up with it. And I think when they use that term, warp speed, I think that was probably, in retrospect, a bad idea. Because it made it sound like we just that they just rushed this out. And that's right. not true. What they did was they were able to kind of uh, back off some of the red tape that normally happens. The FDA says, hey, we'll look at your vaccine. Uh, okay, you're ready for us to look at it. We'll look at it in 18 months. So instead of we'll look at it in 18 months, we'll look at it in eight days. Right. So they kind of bumped it up on the list because they have the FDA has a whole list of, you know, drugs and medicines and everything they're looking at. Well, obviously, in a pandemic, they're going to bump up something like that higher in the list and look at that sooner. Things like that are what were, were expedited. So um, and, and plus, people need to realize this, too, to be honest with you. We were using old technology for vaccines. I think I, you and yeah. I talked about this before. Yeah. Your flu vaccine, that's based on 1961 technology. Right. 1961 technology, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's 60 years old. Right. I, I can't think of anything in my house other than an antique in the corner that I'm still using that is 60 years old and, and, and that, I, you know, that, I, that I use certainly to, to prevent health. And so right. we were behind. We were behind from a technology standpoint in our vaccine. So this will, this will actually usher in a new era of vaccines for us. Dr. Shane Spites on with us this morning talking COVID in Arkansas. What about to the people who say, oh, gosh, now you people who have the vaccine, you're the guinea pig. You're, you're the people they're testing this on. Uh, what do you say to that? Because that's one of the things that, that my well, wife was, was talking about. It was, first of all, it was tested before it came out. So when you, this is true for any medicine that you take um, or even or a vaccine like this, there are different phase trials, phase one, phase two, and phase three. Phase one, we tried on a couple hundred people. Phase two, we tried on a few thousand people. Phase three, we tried on tens of thousands of people. So it has to go through all of those phases before it ever hits the market, before it can ever go out and be approved or even be evaluated by the FDA to say, okay, yeah, we'll give you, we'll give you emergency use to be able to use this. And so that takes months and months. And that's right. why, to be honest with you, that's what took so long was we had to do the studies. We had to go through and, and test, you know, 16-year-olds and 60-year-olds and 78-year-olds and men and women, different ethnicities and, you know, people with diabetes. You had to test all those people with the vaccine. So those people were the ones that were in the test group. Right. We're, we're, in the, we're in the recipient group. So if we're not in a test group. We're in the recipient group because it was tested before it ever came out. When you look at the numbers across the state of people vaccinated, are you happy with them or do you think more people need to go? You know, we started out strong here in the state of Arkansas. We really did. Like, we were leading there for a while. We were in the top tier of the country in terms of people getting vaccinated. Um, we have since now turned, we're at the bottom in the country wow. of people being vaccinated. Well, because it, it, we kind of hit this peak early, and what it was was people that, that knew the vaccine was going to be a way out, that knew the vaccine was going to be the way to get back to normal, and they wanted to protect themselves and their families and their friends. They went and got it. And now we've got so many people still sit on the sidelines saying, mm, I don't know about this. I'm not sure. I don't think so kind of thing. And so, you know, we're hitting right now in the state of Arkansas, between 25, 30 percent vaccination rate, um, and which is really um, we need to push further, right. especially this summer. And so as many people that can need to get vaccinated this summer because we're going to see this in the fall. And if we're not prepared for it, we're going to see increased hospitalizations and increased mortality um, again, not to the level that we did this last fall, but we'll see it again if we're not prepared for it. So Governor Hutchinson from this, you know, Arkansas, for those of you who are listening, obviously, in the state, which most of you are, um, no more weekly press conferences. Why do you think this is the time to do that? 
You know, it's, uh, that didn't surprise me at all. <clears throat> didn't surprise me at all. We, um, I've been a part of several state calls, um, regional calls, county calls, city calls. We backed off on a lot of those, too. Because, um, and the reason why is because we're kind of hit a baseline. And so it, it's really time to kind of start backing away. Um, most of these, most of the calls that I'm familiar with, whether it be for like statewide or regional hospital calls, most of those have gone to, you know, every couple of weeks or every month is what we're doing now. Right. And so I think that's appropriate because really we kind of, everybody knows what's out there. Um, you can get most of the information readily available. The two big topics now in terms of the pandemic are vaccines and variants. Right. Those are the two big topics. And so now you mentioned something about Leslie's grandmother. We're certainly still um, unraveling long COVID or the, uh, you know, the individuals that have post COVID. That's a new area of research we're finding out more and more about. Um, and I think that'll, we'll continue to hear more about that over the coming years, to be honest with you, because I think we didn't realize how damaging the virus itself could be right. long term to your body. Um, so it's not like getting the flu and getting over it or getting a cold and getting over it. This is a far more damaging virus than we realized. Man. And it is like, again, Leslie's grandmother was able to stand up for the first time on her own. Uh, and she stood up for 25 seconds in the kitchen. And it was like, it seems so silly and so simple because she was able to do all of this stuff before Thanksgiving. But that was such a huge moment for the family. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, it is. I mean, and, that, and your story is not unlike many stories across the country. Dr. Shane Spites on with us this morning. Walk me through the psychology on myself, then we'll we'll let you go do your day. Um, so my psychology early on was I don't want to wear the mask. The mask is is uh, annoying. It's not me. Blah blah blah. I got to the point toward the fall where I was like, okay, the mask doesn't bother me at all. It became kind of normal, and I kind of liked having the mask on. Here we are in the spring, and I see a lot of people not wearing them. And I'll be honest. Um, you know, there's times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to put this thing on right now. I'm going to be outside looking, looking at gardening stuff. Um, do you th- still think it's important that we're careful with the masks and wear the masks more often? You know, the thing with the mask is using it appropriately in appropriate situations. So the CDC came out and said, look, you've been vaccinated. You don't need to wear a mask outside. Right. So that was a new recommendation in terms of that. Um, and I kind of like you, I was like, um, you know, first of all, I wanted to make sure that I felt good about the science. Is this mask even doing anything for me? Right. Um, and so I had to, and that took a lot of work, to be honest with you, a lot of studies, a lot of data, a lot of research on that. And finally, I kind of got to the point where, okay, if it's three layers, it's a 70-30 blend, it can be, you know, this, this, this different, you know, pattern, that kind of thing. I feel comfortable. Yeah, it's protecting me. Um, and so I, I didn't feel like I needed to wear that N95 mask um, or, you know, the, 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 uh, the mask that everybody was, was trying to get and we're using in the hospital. Right. So, again, I'm like you, wore it throughout the fall, throughout the spring. <laughs> Oddly enough, it actually helped with my allergies this spring. <laughs> so I didn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't hard to get me to wear it this spring right. when all the pollen was in the air. So. Um, but, yeah, it's certainly as we, as we get into the summertime and, you're, if, again, fully vaccinated individuals can feel better about, uh, about loosening up on those restrictions for sure. If you're not vaccinated, here's the problem. If you're not vaccinated, the variants now are more contagious and seem to be harder on you than the original strain was. Oh. So if, you, if you're not vaccinated, uh, you're at a much higher risk of getting one of these variant strains, and it's probably going to be harder on you than the original strain would have been. So that's why the CDC hadn't backed off those individuals in terms of masks and social distancing. Um, and and I, it, it's just the way it is. If you're vaccinated, we know that you've got coverage. So we know, we know what the vaccine covers in terms of the variant. 
that we feel better about those individuals not having masks on. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to forward to it too, being outside without the mask on and yeah. um, and being able to you know interact with all my friends and family and things like that this summer. Um, and and I, again, I feel like I can safely do that. I still wear the mask. Like if I'm inside, if I'm at church, you know, I'll wear it. If I'm in, you know, in a large gathering, I'll still wear it. Um, you know, when you start mixing people who are vaccinated and unvaccinated, that can increase the risk. And so that kind of makes me a little nervous. So that, that's kind of where I am. So we're vaccinated. Me and Leslie are both vaccinated. We go and see her grandmother almost on a daily basis. Leslie, for sure. Um, do we still need to be careful, even though she's had COVID and she had it, you know, basically it was November, December, January. Do we need to be careful with her? Because she hasn't been vaccinated. She, her, she, she's scared of the vaccine. She hasn't been vaccinated. No, she's scared of it because she's, you know, she suffered the effects of COVID. Oh, yeah. And, she, and, she doesn't well, feel like the, newer, the newer data says that someone that's had COVID now, we've had a couple studies that come out and say, you know what, you probably only need one shot. So you probably don't even need the two shot. You probably just need one. That that the fact that you got COVID almost acted like your initial infection, and then this second shot can really act act as your second booster, so to speak. So there's some new data out that says that actually supports that. Right. Uh, so so she may not have to have to go through two of them. But um, you know, the thing is, you're still probably fine because you're vaccinated. What we don't know yet, and we're still waiting on the data from a study um, actually over in Europe to come out this summer saying, okay, if I'm vaccinated, is there a chance that I can get a variant, not know I have it, and then pass it on to somebody who's not been vaccinated? Right. That's the question we don't have an answer to right now. And so that's why someone would say, well, probably better safe than sorry to wear a mask just in case. And that's why you hear that. We don't have that evidence yet. And again, we're waiting on those, that data to come out. There's a, I think it's an Israeli study. Um, there's, a study there's a study over in Europe that they're, they're waiting on to come out. And I think Fauci's even made comment about that. It should be up uh, this summer. It'll hopefully shed light on that. We'll have to watch it. And that's the reason we're going to keep talking to you, man, every couple of weeks right here on the radio. <laughs> uh, and I know we take a lot of time. You, But again, when we talk to people, you know, a lot of people have questions and they hear stuff in the media, they read it, uh, but they don't know. And when we can come to you and ask the questions, everybody wants to know the answers too, man. Um, we really appreciate that. You do a, you do a great service Absolutely. for Arkansas. No, no, no. I, I appreciate you guys. Because like I said, I mean, we're happy. I know I can speak for myself. I can speak for the team at NYIT. We're happy to answer any questions. We have. So really what you guys are doing, being able to bring the questions to us, maybe, you know, maybe I don't get a direct, you know, email on it or get somebody that reaches out on Facebook or something like that. So really you guys are doing us a great service by helping us get good information out. Cause I, it, I know it's frustrating. It's hard. I mean, yeah. pull it up and Google it on, on the internet and who knows where you're going to end up. And that's the scary thing mm-hmm. is I think there's a lot of information yeah. that's been twisted just a little bit. Nobody's doing it, or most people don't do it on purpose, but it's just a little off no. of what the truth is. That, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. And I'm not going to hold against you that you stood me up on Tuesday. Oh, now, that is not that. my fault. That is not. We'll, we'll, that's okay. yeah. not, we won't talk about that. I am right blaming now. You don't Dave. call. You don't write. See? Oh. <laughs> you know what? I was about to go into he is the good doctor, but I am not. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, we appreciate you. You're a great dude, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a good one. All right, you too. Dr. Shane Spites, the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine. And, man, he is the expert of COVID in Arkansas. And now that he's off the phone, he is the good doctor. (laughs) Brandon Baxter in the morning. And Kelly Perry, I have one question for you. Are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, happy yeah. birthday to you. Uh, happy birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Boy. Happy birthday to you. 
Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today, Thursday, May the 6th of 2021. Local birthdays, local celebrities, here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Amanda Olson of Jonesboro, who celebrates today. Brooks Crane. Happy birthday, Elizabeth Rouse of Jonesboro celebrates today. Samantha Rutledge is turning 24. Liam Converse from Pocahontas is turning eight years old today. Maverick Sullivan of Horseshoe Bend is turning seven. Jane Ferguson of Stuttgart celebrates today. And Dusty Burgess of Humphrey has a birthday too. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say happy birthday to all y'all. And you celebrate with these celebrities. Sashir Zamata is 35. She, uh, former Saturday Night Live cast member who also plays Tasha in I Feel Pretty. I know she is, yeah. Chris Paul is 36, point guard for the Phoenix Suns. Gaborni Sidibe is 38. That's Becky Williams on Empire and Queenie on American Horror Story. She was also precious. Yeah. That's how we first reintroduced her. Yep. Yep. George Clooney is 60 today. Wow. What? Is that Just older George than Clooney being 60. Tom Bergeron is 66, the former Dancing with the Stars host. And uh, America's Funniest Home Videos. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kyle loves that show. Yep. Willie Mays is 90 today, oh, baseball wow. Hall of Famer. And happy birthday today to Bob Seeger, who is 76. Happy birthday to Bob Seeger. See, here I am on the road again. There I am up on the stage. Here I go playing star again. There I go. Turn the page. That is a good one right there. Bob Seeger's birthday today. We were running against the wind. We were young and strong. We were running against the wind. Bob Seeger. Working on our night moves. Trying to make some front page driving news. Working on our night moves. Good stuff right there. Bob Seeger is 76. Rock and roll never forgets. You better get yourself a party. Go down to the concert or the local bar. That's a good one, too. Check the local newspaper. Chances are you won't have to go too far. Now the will be ringing because the beat's so strong. Happy birthday like goes out to my good friend, Bob Seeger, who turns 76 today. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, here we go. Welcome to a Thursday morning. This is Arkansas's morning show. It is Brandon Baxter in the morning. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry, well, she's got three words for you. Good 
Good morning, Arkansas. This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. All right, Sam Hunt has given us a sneak peek at some new stuff. Obviously, based on the pandemic, you know, he wanted to write some new music. He got his guys together and they all sit around and they're trying to come up with different things, which I think is kind of neat. You know, a lot of different artists are kind of exper- uh, experimenting with different sounds. Uh, so Sam Hunt's given us uh, a little bit of a, let me give you the caption. I think the song, at least the premise is, sometimes you gotta start nowhere. And Sam says he's trying out some new ideas on his friends to see what they think. Uh, he says they know how to gas each other up. So I wanted to give you a sneak peek at Sam Hunt, some stuff he's working on. Here he is. I don't know, I've been told, moss don't grow on a rolling stone. I wanna go where the river roll and breathe in that old down home feeling again. And lately I've been spinning my wheels out, gone with the wind. When I need to get back to who I am, there ain't but just one road there. Sometimes you gotta start nowhere. It's kind of a different take for him, and I like it. So that's Sam Hunt. If you want to check it out, we have that teaser clip. It's posted today on the Brandon Baxter in the Morning blog. Got some country music news on Chris Lane. She don't know I got some big, big plans. Build a little house out on some hand-me-down land. So remember when the pandemic started, we all promised to use extra time to get in shape, and then we didn't. Well, Chris Lane remembers it also. He says, quote, I have 100% taken on the dad bod at this point. Now, Chris Lane, I will say, he's known for working out. If you follow him on Instagram, on social media, he was always showing pictures of his abs, right? Yeah. No, no, I I know. And his wife is like tiny, too. Right. Well, he said that uh, he's been home every night, and his wife likes to cook and he's been eating 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 and he said in the good old days uh he was always on the go he was performing he was traveling he was doing radio interviews but that all ended when the world shut down and he said during this pandemic i go and i write music i sit in a room all day i just keep eating snack after snack and it's been hard he said but changes on the way he says his first show is july 3rd and he's made a commitment to promise himself that he's going to get back in shape before he goes on tour just just to be healthy yeah, and that makes sense. I yeah. think, you know, we all probably wanted to be healthier and then ended up not being healthy. Makes sense to all of us, yeah. So, country music news today on John Party. We've uh, given you a sneak peek at his song, Tequila Little Time, in the past. But now we have the brand new video, which totally gives me Tom Cruise and Elizabeth Shue cocktail vibes. <laughs> They're on the beach, at the little beach bar. Again, the song is called Tequila Little Time. It's John Party. I want tequila little time. That song's catchy. And uh, again, the vibes, if you want to go to the beach anytime this year, you're going to watch this and want to be there. Yeah. But that's up on the Brandon Baxter in the morning blog today as well. John Party and his new video for Tequila Little Time. Thomas Rhett recently appeared on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, and he was there to sing the title track to his new album, Country Country Again, Side A. Check out his performance right here. Really 
watched the moonlight kiss her skin. I thought, man, it feels good to be country again. I like that song too. Thomas Rhett, again, that's the title track to his new album, Country Again, Side A, and it's out now. You can check out the performance this morning on the Brandon Baxter in the Morning blog. That's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. Brandon Baxter in the Morning presents Today in Pop Culture. All right, so today is May the 6th, and today in pop culture, in the year 1965, Keith Richards, he was at a hotel in Florida, Clearwater, Florida, and he couldn't sleep. He had this guitar riff going through his head. He he woke up. He got his uh, tape recorder out at the time, and he played this little riff that he wanted to remember the next morning when he woke up. Come to find out, it ended up being one of the Rolling Stones' biggest hits. Woke up and that was in his head. And I tried. And I tried. I tried. I can't get no. So, 65. Today in pop culture in 1982, Alabama released this song as a single. Take me down. Take me down. Take me down and love me all night long. Hold me close and make me strong. Take me down. Oh, yeah. Take me down tonight. Today in pop culture in 1995, Melissa Etheridge, she set a record with back-to-back singles on Billboard's Hot 100 uh, that had been there for at least 40 weeks. Back-to-back singles at least 40 weeks. The two songs that did that were these two. Go on and hold her till the screaming is gone. The other song that was a part of her history making moment in 1995 was this one. Come to my window. I love these two songs. Today in pop culture in 1997, they did a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony where they inducted the Bee Gees. And you made fun of me for dancing to Alabama. <laughs> Also inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1997, Michael Jackson. Today in pop culture in 2002, Kenny Chesney put out a song that went on to be a number one hit. Yeah, man, that's the good stuff. That's a good one. Today in pop culture in 2004, the final episode of Friends aired on NBC. 51.1 million people tuned in to watch it. I was there in a coffee shop with a radio promotion. No one told you that was gonna be this way. Your job's a joke, you broke. Your love lies to your way. 
you're always stuck in second gear When it hasn't been your day, your week, your month, or even your year But I'll be there for Man. you 17 years ago, I'll that show went off the air and today in pop culture in 2013, Lady a, Lady a released their fifth studio album called Golden. The biggest hit from that album was Downtown. And I don't know why you don't take me downtown. Like you got anywhere better to be. Talk it up and give me the go round round like a good time tease. I'm only counting on your cancellation when I should be counting on you at my door. Don't you forget about how we ran around. I don't know why it Today is May the 6th, and that is today in pop culture. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Mother's Day is just a couple of days away. Do you think your husband has any ideas yet? You can say it. No. Okay. Do you think I have any ideas? Um, <laughs> probably. Why is that funny, though? <laughs> because I think that I don't know. I think that you could just figure it out from what I come in and like, I'm tired or, you know, this weekend I'm not going to have any time to myself. I th- you've heard me say yeah. stuff, so I'm thinking that you might know. So you think I should just leave my wife alone like me and Kai go somewhere? That's her gift is for me and Kai to go out and do something? You take Kai and y'all are gone for hours and then give her a little bit of money where she can do what oh, she wants. Oh, no, 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 no. And she doesn't get it both ways. She's not getting time and money. She can have one or the other, and I prefer time. What about (laughs) – what happened to time, love, and tenderness, like Michael Bolton Uh, used to say? Well, I guess we can work on that. Uh, Okay, so I I, I have one idea, but I don't know. know, And I can't say it because she might hear it. I'm like, that's kind of a good idea. But then what I've realized in life (laughs) is that holidays pop up. And then there's other celebrations. And essentially, because I'm one of these people who's like, I would eventually like to save money. But there's always something extra. You know, it's this. It's back to school. It's birthday. It's anniversary. It's Easter. It's well, this. Well, Brandon, heaven forbid we celebrate. It's always a celebration. A there is. It seems like there's a celebration all the time. Somebody to celebrate. We just celebrated your birthday. I know that. But how many times a year do I get celebrated legit? Normally, it's not about me getting celebrated. Someone. No, that's Sounds true. Bitter. That is true. If I get one day out of the year, that is good. Other people get every every month there's something oh, to celebrate. Wow. There's always something. Or somebody we gotta get something for. I just want to save some money. Anyway, here's what moms want. If you guys need some ideas. They say like the, the top thing that moms want is a card. And it's the words and a thoughtful card. Something where where you know that this fits. And I don't know if most guys are good at that. You probably would be able to tell me more. I think I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, I think my husband's pretty good at it, too. Because I'll take the time. Yeah, you want, it, you want it to fit that person. And if that person's not a serious person, you don't want to get them like this mushy card where they're like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know? And see, but like, like I do like getting those kind of cards. Yeah. But it's kind of funny because sometimes when you read a card that's really sweet and sometimes think, no, that's really not us, though, even though it's really sweet. Like it just, there's something about yeah, that no, that doesn't it. fit mm-hmm. or that's not how I would say it. Cause I need cards in the ways that I would say it. Right. So I think it would be something like happy mother's day. I hope this is a good one. 
And then in parentheses, is it a good one? <laughs> is it a good one? Uh, flowers. Of course, moms love flowers. They love doing things with the family, which Kelly, for whatever reason, just told us she doesn't enjoy that. <laughs> no, she wants just time to that herself. That is not what I said. That is what you said. I'm just telling you, if you moms... You just want a break. No, if moms are going to be totally honest, we love our kids. We want to spend time with our kids, but every once in a while, it's nice to have a break. All right. And you want the break on your day. Uh, keepsakes are big, like engraved frames and stuff like that. Chocolate. Homemade stuff, especially when the kids make it. Uh, dad's not necessarily as good an idea if you try to make something like that, because <laughs> I've tried that before. It doesn't really work out so well. Spa day massages, jewelry, day to themselves comes in you know, toward the bottom. But of course, for Kelly, that's number one. Okay. that's. Weird. She just wants her family to leave her alone <laughs> on Mother's Day. Uh, don't forget, Mother's Day is Sunday. Every mom's a little bit different, but make sure legitimately that they know that you love them. Brandon Baxter in the morning. You're kind of like me. You like random stuff, right? Yeah. So I, was, I found this deal, random music facts. Some of the stuff I had never heard before, and I thought I could share it with you this morning. Uh, Jamie Foxx, he let this guy um, sleep on his couch. And it was kind of a big deal because like, this guy was an aspiring artist, and Jamie Foxx was like, hey, man, yeah, you can, you can stay here for a little bit. And we'll see if it kind of works out, if you can get a record deal and become a star. And that person who slept on Jamie Foxx's couch... Was Ed Sheeran? Had nowhere to go. Did you realize that Dolly Parton wrote two legendary songs in the same day? Two of her biggest hits were written in the same day. We're talking about this one. And this one, written in the same day. No. It's wild, right? Because you can. Random music facts, kind of wild stuff. Mariah Carey went out and insured her legs and vocal cords for mm-hmm. seventy million together. Thirty-five million bucks for her vocal cords. Thirty-five million in insurance for her legs. I've been told to get my vocal cords insured. Yeah, not your legs. <laughs> nope. <laughs> You'll always be a part of me. Random fact today on Taylor Swift. So Taylor got her first name because her parents were really big fans of the artist James Taylor. I walked out this morning. That's why she's Taylor and Swift. And I wrote down this song. I just can't remember who to send it to. I want to dedicate this song to Janet Kramer today. I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Both love this song. I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end. Somebody tweet her and tell her it's dedicated to her today. I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend. Kelly, get on me. Okay. But I always thought that I'd see you again. So there you go. Taylor Swift got her name because of James Taylor. I thought that was kind of neat. Uh, other random music facts. Nicki Minaj, her first uh, one of her first jobs. She was a waitress at Red Lobster. Random music facts. I think a lot of people might know this because of where we live, but Elvis was not normally that uh, the guy with the dark hair. Elvis was a natural blonde. But he's iconic with that, that black hair. Everybody. 
So the best-selling soundtrack of all time is the one that was uh, the soundtrack for the movie The Bodyguard. Yes. Featuring Whitney Houston. There were two young girls who were uh, friends on the set of the TV show Barney and Friends. They were actresses on there, and they went on to become big pop stars. One of them was Demi Lovato. The other, Selena Gomez. They were both on Barney. All right, and finally, you know Pharrell from this song. Right? Pharrell, the yeah. Neptunes. Did you realize that he was a writer on this one? Really? Yeah, Pharrell. It's bananas. B A N A N A S. It's bananas. I had one today. B A N A S. Come on now. So Pharrell was a writer on that song. That's kind of cool right there. Hey, it's also Thursday. Throwback Thursday. She's a walking, talking encyclopedia. Here's Kelly Perry's Did You Know on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. Did you know Jim Carrey had the chance to play Captain Jack Sparrow and Pirates of the Caribbean, but turned it down because it conflicted with his filming schedule for Bruce Almighty? Yeah, I just don't. No, it yeah, went the right way. Yeah. That went the right way. I think so, too. Did you know an octopus doesn't have eight arms? It has six arms and two legs. Two of its tentacles work like legs and help it move while the six arms grab food. Really? Yeah. Okay, I didn't realize that. I didn't either. Huh, okay. And did you know Coca-Cola's Dr. Pepper clone had four name changes since it was introduced? Okay. It started as Peppo in 1972. Uh, okay, that's P-E- P-P-O. Yeah. Peppo okay. became Dr. Pibb later that year, yeah. changed to Mr. Pibb in 1973 after Dr. Pepper sued. Yeah, that's how and, I remember it. <laughs> and then became Pibb Extra in 2001. What is it now? Do they still make it? Yes, they still make it. What is it called? I don't know. Is it called Pibb Extra? I think it's back. I don't know. I Why think do I think of it as Mr. Pibb? I do too. We'll have to look. But it's just like the other day when I was hanging out with the guys at Domino's and I was asking about their their delivery deal that they used to do. And they said, no, that was 20 years ago we did that. Do you still have tab? <laughs> <laughs> and if you didn't know, now you know. Brandon Baxter in the morning. You know how a lot of times we'll see these stories from Florida and it's like, oh, the, this thing happened in Florida and it's a bad story. Bad criminals, dumb people. You know who else gets some of those stories nationally? <laughs> that is the natural state of Arkansas. <laughs> Yeah. We have some headline stories today, and one is good and one is bad. And when you take the good and you take the mm-hmm. bad, and you take them both, and then you've had the facts of life. Here's the facts of life in Arkansas. You want the bad one first? Let's do that one first. <laughs> okay. In Little Rock, there was a carpool lane at an elementary school, right? Mm. 
Yeah. And sometimes you hear about these people who wait in the line and they've been there forever and it takes yep. forever to get through and you have stuff to do, but you're stuck in the line and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, somebody evidently was deciding they wanted to uh, jump up in the line and cut in line. Yeah. And you know, cutting is not good. Mm-mm. You cannot cut in line. Well, somebody did that. And do you know what happened to the person who cut in line? <laughs> what? The woman they cut in front of pulled a gun on. Oh, she's serious. In the elementary school <laughs> line. Oh that goodness. is not a good one. No. That is not a good one. No. Let me give you a good one, though. This is a sweet one from the state of Arkansas. An elderly Arkansas couple has celebrated their 80th wedding anniversary. Dang. So uh, the husband, Leroy, is 103. Uvi. His wife is 101. They've been married for eight decades, which is crazy to me. And look at them. Don't they look adorable together? They grew up in Bologna. Uh, They have this great relationship where they both are there to support each other. Uh, The husband, Leroy, says he's the head of the house and his wife is the neck. And the neck controls the head. Oh, that's cute. (laughs) Which I thought was really sweet. There you go. There is a good news story today in Arkansas. And we can uh, congratulate this couple who's been married for 80 years. Again, it's Yuvi and Leroy Evett. Congratulations on 80 years. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So I have decided on my Throwback Thursday photo that I'm going to use. And uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a cool throwback, especially for those of you who have followed uh, my wrestling career for a long time. Because it's a photo from April the 25th of 1998. Oh, and it's myself and Derek King. Uh, we're in some like gym locker room somewhere in Mississippi. Um, we did a wrestling show there that night. And I, for whatever reason, was taking photos with my friends. One of the photos I took was of me and Derek. Uh, I am not sure what I'm wearing in this photo. Because if you've seen me with the long blonde hair and all the craziness, I look better there with that than I do here <laughs> in 98. I have on fake gold jewelry. Like, this is the <laughs> fakest gold watch I've ever seen in my life. I have fake gold hoops. Did, uh, okay. Um, That's the baggiest tank top I've ever seen. Did you, Had you been drinking some chocolate milk? Well, no. I don't even like milk. Why? Oh, it's not a milk mustache? Oh, that's real? That is real. Well, hang on. Hang I'm on. looking I, at you right now. On, I'm going to zoom in. And your uh, mustache, well, you have, a, a, I guess, a beard. D- no, I don't think I do. But your mustache right now is blonde. And yes. in that picture, it looks like it's black. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Kelly, did, did your hair change I, color? I, I hate to say zoom in, but I need you to zoom in for a second. I thought this was a goatee. Uh, Brandon. This looks to me like it's almost just a mustache. I'm pretty sure it's just a mustache. <laughs> I don't think you have anything connecting. <laughs> you did not have a connection. Oh, yeah. and Derek is wearing his, is that a hill figure hat? Yep, yep. Uh, and he is really cheesing. He is, he is happy. He is happy as he can be. <laughs> uh, the crazy thing about it is, this is how many years ago? This is 98. Is that so. your same necklace that no, you have now? No, it is not the same necklace. It just already turned and now you wear it. This is 22 years ago. We look like babies. <laughs> Don't Y'all we? look like something. 20. That is not a good one. 
But it's going to be up. Check it out. It's going to be up on my social media, Instagram, and on Facebook in just a few. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go back and check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, we go through this really in-depth interview with Dr. Shane Spites from the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State. Uh, we talk COVID, we talk anti-vaxxers, we talk variants. I mean, really, it's an all-encompassing mm-hmm. COVID talk. And it was, I mean, it was probably 20 or 25 minutes. He's amazing, though. It's really helpful, too. And he, and like I said earlier, he explains it where people like myself can understand. Yeah. And like even something as simple as, as hey, doc, uh, my, my wife's grandmother is recovering from her battle with COVID. Uh, she stood up for the first time on her own, and which is a huge deal. Um, but she's worried about getting COVID again. Is it possible? Even though we're vaccinated, can we be carriers? All these different questions that really are are big questions. What about the vaccine? What about the vaccination rate in the state of Arkansas? What about what people are saying on social media? Yeah, should we still wear the masks? What about going outside? Why is the governor not going to do weekly meetings? All this stuff is up on the podcast. It's the Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast available wherever you get podcasts. Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight the series premiere of from cradle to stage listen to this on paramount plus dave grohl and his mom virginia take a look at the relationship between rock stars and their moms dan reynolds from imagine dragons and his mom are on the first episode oh that's kind of cool okay the second season premiere of legendary on hbo max and then tonight's schedule also includes walker manifest station 19 legacies gray's anatomy rebel and clarice All right, hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.